0: Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kempakis, your host. Today's episode is about dating and its place in today's world. As we all know, traditional dating has become somewhat of a lost art, replaced by trends like the hookup culture. And honestly, I worry about the future of marriage when so many young people today don't know what healthy, life giving relationships look like. I made plenty of mistakes during my own dating years, and there is so much heartache I could have avoided if I'd known a few basic truths in advance. Whether you're listening to this episode alone or with your favorite girl, I hope it starts an important conversation. This message is also available on my website as a new blog post. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. I was 13 years old and in the 8th grade when my first real boyfriend broke up with me. I handled it very maturely by hanging up the phone, calling my friend in a rage, and throwing shoes at the wall because he beat me to the punch. You see, I'd wanted to break up with him, but with our school dance just a week away, I was waiting so that I would have a date. My only defense was stupidity. I had no clue how to date or how to relate to the opposite sex. Over the next 10 years, I learned by trial and error, and though it all worked out because I married an amazing guy, I look back now and realize that I could have saved myself some heartaches and mistakes if I'd just known a few things up front. With dating, there's no roadmap out there. And since the search for love is the most passionate search of the heart, and one that often leaves people off track, there's ample room for error on both ends of any relationship. Here are 10 dating truths for girls today, many of which also apply to boys. Number one, no boy is meant to be your savior. Boys may be part of your universe, but no boy should be the center of your universe. Why? Because God designed you to center your life around Jesus. Unlike people, Jesus is perfect and never changes. He's an anchor for your soul. Anything you prioritize above him is an idol, and sooner or later, all idols will let you down. Girls often put boys on pedestals because they mistake infatuation for love. This is understandable, especially when there's chemistry and big emotions, but it sets you up for disappointment. It also puts unfair pressure on boys and forces them into a role that they were never meant to play, to be a girl's end-all, be-all everything. Boys will come and go, but God is forever. So remember this as you date. Look for boys who bring out your best and make you a better person and do the same for them. Boys may hurt you and you may hurt them as you learn the ropes of dating. But if you protect your heart and root your hope in God, you'll still be standing when feelings or situations change. Number two, dating is about rejection. Keep your relationships innocent and you leave an open door for future friendships. A priest once told me that dating is about rejection, and the purpose of dating is to find the one person you're meant to marry. This eases the sting of rejection. It's a great reminder to keep your relationships innocent, because it is 99% guaranteed that any boy you date won't be your husband. With some boys, you'll know immediately if you're compatible. There may be one date, and that's it. With others, you'll want to dig deeper. It may take months to get to the hidden qualities that aren't readily apparent, like how he never talks to you when his friends are around or how he makes no effort to know your family. A guy who lives in the same community with two of his ex-girlfriends sees them often because their children are the same age. With one ex-girlfriend, he's still good friends because their relationship was short and innocent. Their children are close and their families can hang out together. But with his second ex-girlfriend, he can't interact like that because their relationship was heavy and sexual. They were best friends before they dated, so when they broke up, he lost his best friend. While everyone is happily married today, the awkwardness remains. Even 20 years later, the memories linger. The boys you date now may lead you to your spouse if marriage is in God's plan for you and offer clarity on what you're looking for. And your best approach is to treat them as you hope some girl is treating your future husband, as his guardian and friend, not as lover. Number three, you date and marry to your level of help. The dating world has changed significantly since my days and not for the better. Apparently, sexting is a trend even in adult dating. My friend told me about her husband's recently divorced buddy who took a woman he liked to a nice dinner. He planned on asking her out again until he woke up the next morning and saw that she would texted him unsolicited nude pictures of herself. This guy's a great catch, and that's not what he's looking for. Sadly, I believe his date sent those pictures because she felt like she had to, like that's what it takes to compete for a man these days. I frequently hear of singles being so lonely they're willing to settle. They'll discount their own value as they tell their friends. Set me up with somebody, anybody, I don't care who. In the most popular New York Times article in 2016, titled, Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person, Alan DeBotton says this about loneliness. No one can be in an optimal frame of mind to choose a partner when remaining single feels unbearable. We have to be wholly at peace with the prospect of many years of solitude in order to be appropriately picky. Otherwise, we risk loving no longer being single more than we love the partner who spared us that fate. At any age, it's better to be alone for the right reasons than with someone for the wrong reasons. Too often, girls and women settle for bad relationships because one, they don't believe they deserve better. Two, they don't see themselves as a gift. Three, they're scared to be alone. Four, they're overly attached to a guy. Five, they're overly invested in the relationship. Or six, they're insecure and don't realize that they were made for so much more. But healthy relationships require respect and self-respect. Any relationship centered around the wrong things, like physical attraction, is doomed to fail once the novelty wears off because there will always be someone sexier, more alluring, or more interesting out there. Boys can be predators or protectors. And while predators prey on girls who are vulnerable, desperate, or who put up no resistance, protectors have higher standards. And when a girl they like sets a high bar for herself and the boys she allows into her life, they rise to the occasion. Maya Angelou once said, A woman's heart should be so hidden in God that a man has to seek him just to find her. Work on getting yourself in a good place, knowing your worth, rooting your identity in Christ, and embracing your value as a child of God, and you'll attract better guys. Water seeks its own level, and if you're not in a healthy place, it's not the time to date. Number 4. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Trust your gut instincts. I once had a guy tell me, on a first date, that all guys cheat. He said it matter-of-factly, and I knew in that moment that there would be no second date. Sometimes red flags are obvious, and sometimes they're covert. Either way, trust your intuition. In the dating world, you'll meet charmers, schmoozers, cheaters, liars, womanizers, manipulators, jerks, perverts, narcissists, and creeps. And since any guy can be charming at first, you need discernment and a very keen radar. Here are a few pointers to keep in mind. One, any boy who comes between you and God wasn't sent by God. Two, you put your life into a boy's hands when you go on a date. Be cautious and selective. Don't go out with just anybody. Three, a guy who's not good for you will distance you from the people who love you most, like family and close friends. When the people who love you most express concern about a guy you're dating, listen to them because they may see warning signs that you don't. Four, if a guy gives you a funny feeling or discomfort you can't put your finger on, you're not crazy. Little clues warn you that he may be trouble. Five, if he'll cheat for you, he'll cheat on you. Six, bad relationships thrive when you remain silent. Don't suffer alone. Tell someone if you experience emotional or physical abuse and cut ties with the person immediately. Seven, here are some warning signs that a guy may be trouble. He's too controlling, jealous, or obsessed with your appearance. He notices every pretty girl that walks by. He can't control his temper. He's happy when you're compliant, but not when you set boundaries. He mirrors you and seems too good to be true. He drinks or parties too much. He isolates you from your family and friends so that you only listen to him. He turns arguments on you and makes every problem your fault. When you're away from him, doubts about him surface. Your relationship seems toxic or codependent. You don't have peace. In short, when dating a guy or when in the dating world, look for character. While no guy is perfect, guys with major character flaws, like lying or bad temper, can wreck your life. Even the worst guys have some good qualities, so don't be fooled. Notice how a guy treats you and others, especially his mom and the waitstaff in restaurants. Is he a gentleman? Does he get mad at guys who disrespect girls? Does he work hard and have humility and quiet strength? Does he make you a better person? Do you like his friends? What do his friends say about him? Also, never be scared to be firm or use your voice. If a situation feels unsafe, get out or seek help. Over spring break one year, my daughter and a friend had some older guys approach them on the beach and persistently invite them out to go clubbing that night. They texted us for help, and luckily I was nearby, and my husband later told the girls, If that ever happens again, be blunt. Tell them to get lost. And if blunt doesn't work, get ugly. Tell them you'll report them to the front desk if they don't leave you alone. Predators look for easy prey. And when it comes to protecting yourself, forget manners and being polite and focus first on your safety. Number five, you can have a rich and rewarding life being single. Chase your dreams, not boys. I know some single women who are far happier than many married women I know. What they all have in common is active purpose-driven lives and lots of friendships. They invest in other people, pouring their heart and soul into building them up, and they radiate joy. While many of them would love to meet the right guy, they aren't waiting around or putting their lives on hold. Instead, they confidently charge forward, building a great life and not wasting their time or their gifts. A boy may be part of God's plan for you, but he'll never be the plan. The upside of being single is how it gives you time to work on your faith, health, relationships, and missions. Instead of wishing your singlehood away, use it wisely. Remember St. Paul, often considered the most important person after Jesus in Christian history. Paul wrote over half the New Testament and traveled the world to spread the gospel. While he undoubtedly would have been an amazing family man, he couldn't have done his life-changing work to the same degree with a wife and children. Often hear girls say that they just want to get married and stay home to raise children. This is a great dream. It was actually my dream, too, But nobody can predict the future. Some girls won't marry. Some girls who do marry will lose their husbands to death, illness, or divorce. Being able to support yourself and your family, if necessary, is important. Girls who believe they're incapable or who believe they need a guy for financial security are more likely to settle and make poor decisions. Make it your goal to find self-fulfillment before a boy ever enters the picture and create a life that makes the right guy think, Wow, I really like her and I want to be part of her world. Any relationship that is meant to happen will happen in God's time. Number six, you need good friends before and after you date. Your friends impact your lifestyle, and your lifestyle impacts the boys that you meet and attract. If your friendships are mostly superficial, mostly about fun and going out, you're more likely to meet superficial guys. If your group considers substance abuse and hookups normal, you'll end up in toxic friendships and romances. When an addict leaves rehab, they are advised to cut ties with old friends and make new ones. This is because the company you keep matters, and you can't make negative choices and expect a positive life. Choose friends who are good souls. Choose friends who are fun, loyal, kind, and real, capable of having deep and meaningful conversations. Your closest friends should lift you up, have strong values, and care about you. They care less about you dating the hottest guy in school and more about how that guy treats you. Also, when you fall for a guy, don't neglect your friends. Resist the temptation to pour all your energy into the romance. Chances are you and the guy will break up, and you'll need your friends desperately. They'll be the ones who cry with you, comfort you, and find funny ways to lift your spirits. Many women who dated serious boyfriends in high school now tell me that they regret overinvesting in those relationships because it kept them from cultivating strong friendships and investing in their own lives. Even if you find Mr. Right, you still need good friends to walk with you through life. Number seven, today's hookup culture is the downfall of healthy relationships. St. John Paul II said the opposite of love isn't hate, it's using people. And that is the problem with the hookup culture. It's all about using people for personal pleasure. It takes a sacred gift designed for marriage and devalues it. A girl who got caught up in the hookup culture in college explained it to me this way. For girls, it's like beating boys at their own game, using them more than they can use you. You brag about it as a way of coping. Nobody gets tipsy at parties because you have to get hammered to survive it. And it's degrading, but you get used to it. Girls hook up because they want a chance at a relationship. Yet the guys are so drunk, they barely even remember it the next morning. Girls tolerate it to stay relevant and social. And it's like being a mistress of the night. Eventually, she said, your body just can't take it. Your emotions can't take it. It's exhausting to play that game. And any excitement it brings expires fast. You end up feeling empty, guilty, angry sad regretful and used sadly we live in a culture that pressures men and women to have meaningless hookups many participate because dating is so rare that hookups seem to be the only option with hookups however there's no intimacy emotional connection or courtship there's no slow burn that gradual growth of a flicker that slowly turns into a flame God created boys and girls to enrich each other and complement each other not use each other Only with mutual respect can they discover agape love, the highest form of love. It's an unconditional love where you give and expect nothing in return. Number eight, sex is a glue, and sex before marriage glues you to the wrong person. Dating isn't the same as being married. There's not the same commitment, and there's no promise made before God. Even the best guy can leave at any time, declaring love on a Monday and ending it on a Tuesday. God created sex as a glue for a husband and wife, and in that context, it's good and holy. But like any gift from Him, problems occur when sex is taken out of context. Besides the risk of pregnancy, sex before marriage can lead to emotional scars, STDs, clinginess, insecurity, and heartache. It clouds your thinking and can make you stay in the wrong relationship. If you date like you're married, then your breakup will feel like a divorce. The longer you date, or the more attracted you are to a guy, the harder it is to set physical boundaries. So commit to setting boundaries together. Remember that love says, I can wait, while lust says, I have to have it now. Any guy who truly loves you will believe you're worth the wait. You can grow closer to a guy by not having sex and not taking away something that he's meant to share with his wife. And if it turns out that you become his wife, it'll make your wedding night even more special. Number nine, the best romances have a strong friendship. A man named Frederick Nietzsche once said, It is not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes an unhappy marriage. Chemistry without friendship will fizzle because friendship carries a romance through rough patches. Friendship creates an irreplaceable bond. Friendship makes you want to grow old and gray together. Your dating years are a prime time to learn about friendships with the opposite sex. Developing this skill early prepares you for marriage. I learned in college how guys make amazing friends. Sometimes when sorority and girl life felt like too much, I just want to go hang out with my guy friends. They were easier, funnier, and more relaxed. I liked their perspective and what they brought to the table. Being with them felt like an escape, and I believe that is what the two sexes find in each other, an escape from life, pressure, and sometimes even our own gender. Approaching boys as potential friends and not boyfriends takes the pressure off both of you. It lets you get to know them without worrying about impressing them. Whether you date or not, you need solid guys in your corner, guys who watch out for you, take up for you, and tell you what guys are really like. The world is full of love stories that began as friendships. And even if your friendships remain platonic, you still win. And number 10, marriage is a gift with the right person. Tim Keller in his book on marriage says, marriage provides a profound shock absorber that helps you navigate disappointments, illnesses, and other difficulties you recover your equilibrium faster. The purpose of marriage is to help each other get to heaven. The reason why marriage doesn't exist in heaven is because we don't need it once we get there. As the deepest, most intimate human relationship, it's meant to draw you and your spouse closer to God and help you both grow in His image. I've written an article called What Makes a Guy Keeper with tips on what to look for when choosing a spouse. And despite what the man-haters out there say, good guys do exist. At the same time, marriage isn't a decision to take lightly. Sharing a life with a boy means sharing a bedroom, a bank account, a family, and a life. It may mean moving across the country to a town you don't even like. Your husband is your protector, yet he should also be your biggest fan. He should be the number one person you trust and love because every decision he makes affects you too. And as he rises and falls, you do as well. People often say, marry your best friend the one who will be up with you at midnight to soothe a crying baby. I'd also say to marry the guy who gives you peace. Look for a soul-to-soul connection that you know is right deep in your bones and that can only come from God. It's easy to get misguided in a search for love. Done correctly, however, dating helps you see what you do and don't want. It teaches you about yourself and shines light on C.S. Lewis's point that there is a sword between the sexes until an entire marriage reconciles it. Dating is subjective, so don't let anyone's opinion of you or 20 opinions of you determine your worth. God loves you even if the boy of your dreams does not. And in any status, dating or single, you can still have an amazing life full of faith, friendship, and purpose. Friends, thank you for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. If you enjoyed this show, please tell your friends, leave a ratings or a review, and subscribe on iTunes so you can access new episodes as soon as they drop. Also, my new book for moms to teenage girls is now available, and it's getting a terrific response, so check it out in the show notes. I'm thankful to be on this journey with you, and I'm praying for you and those special girls in your life.